Life is back on, sports bettors, and BetUS has your NBA, NHL, NBA, UFC, PGA, and yes, NFL betting lines up for their 27th year and live betting on all of it. Log in to BETUS.com or call 800-792-3887. That's 800-79-BETUS. BETUS for 125% bonuses with the promo code the Zone 125 You bet, you win, you get paid. BETUS.com. Are the Wisconsin Badgers back as they continue to control their own destiny in the West and take down then number nine Iowa, twenty-seven to seven in a very convincing win? Yeah, Rowdy, RJ, are the Badgers, as John Wick just said, back? Uh, I mean, no. As I said in, 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 at the start of the Razor's Edge, right before we took Wisconsin minus twelve and a half, I go. Don't have me. Don't put me down for being officially back on the bandwagon and the and the horse. But um, they're getting there. Now, RJ, you were very adamant. <clears throat> no, right away. Well, the teams they just beat number nine Iowa. Iowa's not good. They're number nine. Iowa is not good. Now they're nineteenth. Yeah, they're not good. Badgers don't even get into the top twenty-five with a, a top ten win. Yeah, let, let's One, say two, they're an, third in receiving let's say votes. An SEC team started the season in the top twenty-five. Just get me over lost, twenty-five. Their the three three games lost are to top fifteen teams. Uh-huh. That SEC team never falls out of the rankings. You mean to tell me Fresno State 25, 24 Louisiana Lafayette? You mean to tell me the Badgers can't Fresno's beat? Fresno's got a pretty good team. Do you think Badgers would beat Fresno State, Rowdy, or Louisiana Lafayette? Uh, Fresno is a team that likes to throw the football all over, so jury would be out in that one. Out of the Mountain West? <laughs> Louisiana Fre- Lafayette? Fresno, Fresno almost beat Oregon before Oregon started losing a lot of their good players. The Raging Cajuns at 24? Same Oregon team that beat Ohio State. They were also taken to the limit by UNLV. That was probably a little look at. <laughs> uh, others receiving votes. Uh, 26 would be Pittsburgh, 27 North Carolina State. Maybe it was because they looked ahead and lost to Hawaii. And then 28 Wisconsin with 91 of other receiving votes for your Wisconsin Badgers. Uh, Rowdy and I were talking about this in the 6 o'clock hour, trying to find Graham Mertz's best game. And Rowdy pulled up, was it QBR, Rowdy, or it was Eastern Michigan and Iowa? Yeah, those are statistically his best games. There you go. Now, granted, we only got to see a half of Michigan, basically. Yeah. And that looked like it started to trend to be probably his best game, but then the injury happened. But, yes, those are statistically his best two games. Would you give him Iowa as his best? You almost have to. That's what I said. That's what I was saying. name, Name a time in that game you were frustrated with him. Well, I think the other thing is you would probably have to go with Iowa too because just look at the competition. Yeah, yeah. That's Eastern what, Michigan was a team that everyone could physically move around. Rowdy, well, Rowdy doesn't even want to give him one a good. Rowdy doesn't even want to give him a good game. He doesn't. I said just give him a, just like of all the games he played, just give him one. Rose like no, <laughs> uh-uh. not doing it. No. I give him Iowa. I mean, he took care of the ball. Yeah, I'm cut not, him for three I, scores. I'm not here to cheer medio- mediocrity. Was beating the number nine team in the country, mediocrity? I mean, I don't. You're still I think, alive in the West. Go a Big Ten title game, and it's not because of him or his arm. You won't even give him. You won't even give him anything. Nothing. You wouldn't even. Nothing. What if his gear was eighty percent off? Been earned. You'll get nothing and like it. I don't like it. Well, want a hot dog, some nachos. <laughs> we'll give him. We'll give him a little something, right, RJ, for that Iowa game. Yeah, I will. Yeah, Absolutely. totally. 
Oh, there you go, Graham Mertz. Let's build on that. Stacking success, as Mike McCarthy would say. That defense is absolutely incredible. RJ, in person, have you seen a Badger Badger a better Badger defense than what you saw unfold Saturday against the Iowa Hawkeyes? I mean, with those linebackers. I mean, yeah, with sacks and all that going against rushing yards, just to ha- you're this deep into the season and your average is under 50 yards a game. Oof. And that's with Army still putting up 174. Oof. And that's half of what Army normal normally puts up in a game. I mean, if you can hold Army to half of their normal <laughs> output, you're doing something right. Uh, you're yeah. doing something right. I mean, the the team is the, the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, they're susceptible to the big plays every now and then. And we've seen a couple of times where the DBs get their coverages a little mixed up. I think we saw that in the Iowa game. There were a couple of times where you're looking at some pass completions on third and long, and two guys end up looking at each other like, what are you doing? What are you doing, man? <laughs> um, but, yeah. I God, mean, they're just insane, aren't they? That yeah. defense is wild, dude. So they cut. Uh, apparently, people really care for the trophy, the Heartland Trophy. They came in r- running for that thing as quick as they could to grab it up and hoist it up. Uh, but what I liked, um, Nelly and, and uh, RJ over here, is they cut, uh, let's see here, the Grit Factory hat. I, kinda, oh, I dig I saw, this thing. Is I that like new? Like, no, I, it's, I, it was a Halloween I, costume. Okay. I, so I was going to say, I just noticed it like this. Wilder, so a, Wilder got a hat and a Sharpie, and he wrote the Grit Factory on it for a Halloween costume. And now it's like turning into, like Paul Christ has, has christened it, pun intended. As it's turnover th- chain, yeah. This is like the new turnover <laughs> chain, but for uh, Wisconsin, the grit factory is that for like sacks or what? That's for just being the gritty players that they are. Uh, they cut this was in the second quarter, seven minutes left. Wisconsin was in 10 to nothing, and by that point, Wisconsin's defense allowed zero points, five tackles for loss, three sacks, and two fumble recoveries. All right, so seven when minutes they left brought the it out, quarter. though, when they brought it out. Iowa scored a touchdown later in the game. Uh, so the grit factory, though, I had. It. No, it's staying around. <laughs> staying around, my friend. As uh, let's see here, they had a lot of swag out. They had the make fullbacks great again uh, hat. Uh, Wisconsin was, uh, it was out. Yeah, it was out after the game. I saw a oh. bunch of guys wearing it. Uh, Zach Halpern posted it because people had some. Um, was Quan Easterling wearing it? Ooh. Oh. Oh no. No. Ooh. Good, good luck finding a place to be a fullback, bud. So speaking of that defense, oh, dude, real quick, how brutal was that injury for Clay Cundiff when you were oh, there? Um, that was one of those where – That was tough. If you yeah, – from where I was, couldn't really see it. But, I mean, oh. when everybody got up off a pile and you just see people – Screaming for the ambulance. Yeah, turning away, their offensive linemen just covering their faces. Oh. Like, yeah, it, it – couldn't have been. I'm glad I sit far enough away. I can't see that kind of stuff. But as he left, he gave like the fist pump and yep. the thumbs, thumbs up. up. He's like, let's yep. go. I tell you, man, if I was on one of those, I know the adrenaline's pumping through you and want to be there for your boys. But if I was on that and something happened like me, like I would do the thumbs down. Like, no, <laughs> it's not good, guys. It's not, this is not good. This is no. <laughs> I'm not doing bueno. all right. Uh, good win, though, for the Badgers. So I was talking with Rowdy in the six o'clock hour, RJ, looking at this remaining schedule. Um, um, Nelly and I both going with a win over Rutgers Saturday, the Scarlet Knights. Yep. Rowdy just took him in the razor's edge. I heard that. Proud of you. What about Northwestern <laughs> coming to the camp? A lot of weird um, things. It should so be. So many a- weird things happen when we play Northwestern. Was that when 
the Jazz PV, is that who we took five steps in the end zone to win the game? He Correct. took like 80 steps, yeah. Yes. And, and slid on his knees. Yeah, and then the fans pelted the referees with snowballs. That was the one. And rightfully so. Yep. I hope there was pebbles in it. And then, uh, so I'm thinking. It's kind of like uh, the phantom uh, pass interference call that led to oh Iowa's God. touchdown. Yeah. It's mm. amazing how you can get beat so bad and still get called. I mean, he he was two steps behind the guy. It was just a bad pass. <laughs> Like you, you can't reward Pietras for being a bad quarterback, but you did. Yeah. Uh, and then there's Nebraska coming up, RJ, after uh, Northwestern. They stink. Yeah, I mean, those guys are playing like they want Scott Frost gone. We remember when we saw Scott Frost at the red zone? Oh yeah, he was like a plan to be a bartender. Hey, he, I made it back in time for kickoff. He did. <laughs> and then at the end of the season, there's Minnesota. What's the vibe like for you guys in Minnesota? Um, who did they lose to really early in the year? Someone really bad. Ohio State. Uh, Bowling, Bowling Green. Green. Yeah, Bowling Green. That's what it was. What's the vibe on Minnesota at the end of the year here? I think Badgers can obviously – I think they go all the way in that Minnesota game and uh, Minnesota on the road. And Minnesota makes themselves some rings again? The What's the vibe? Are Badgers getting to the Big Ten title game now? Is what we saw Man, wouldn't Saturday? that just be hilarious if Minnesota finds a way to beat Iowa so that it comes down to that final game in Minneapolis and when Wisconsin beats them? They technically Big Ten West co champs, co champs, but yet they lose the tiebreaker and won't be playing in Indy. And they make rings they'll again. Make rings again. Hilarious. You know yeah. they'll that make rings. Has, that has to happen. It has to. Yeah. You know they'll make rings again. Yeah. It, that's another team solely reliant on the run to set up things for uh, Tanner uh, Morgan now because oh, he and doesn't just, have NFL talent anymore at receiver. He's just gotten worse and worse since he lost Rashad Bateman and Tyler Johnson. I mean, he's only ha- he only has 130 more passing yards than Graham Mertz this year. What? Yeah. Wow. And Graham Mertz has more rushing touchdowns than throwing touchdowns, by the way. Yeah. That's just running back you for Wisconsin, baby. That's that's so Wisconsin controls their own destiny. I mean, I can see them winning out and getting the Big Ten title game. And then you look at boys. Is it going to be Ohio State back in it? Like, what's going on here? Because Michigan. Did you guys? Did you watch Dude, the I Michigan State believe, Michigan game? I didn't, no. Well. It was on at the same time as the Badger game. I mean, did, you, did you catch highlights or anything? No, I didn't because I was at the game. It was wild at the end of that game. Well, I can't believe that, I can't believe that Michigan lost to Michigan State. I mean, tech, it ended after our game, so like um, we had somebody had the their phone out and we watched like the end of it. So the thirty-seven, thirty-three, it was like, oh man, how did this happen? Michigan gets picked off late by Michigan State. You know, seals it. It was a pretty wild. It was a wild one, man. Yeah, well, and like all these people who were I can't believe how it. Michigan State got so good. They have forty some odd new players on that roster. Yeah. Well, I, I they went to the transfer portal and brought in pretty much everybody who's playing for them wasn't there. When's last the year. last time Michigan hasn't choked on the stretch? Usually it's against Ohio State. Uh, when Tom Brady was their quarterback, <laughs> and then they said, "You know what? There's this new guy." Uh, and we're going to be playing him over you. And then halfway through the season, they find out that new guy ain't it. So, Rowdy, when it, Tommy, please come back. When were you in that conversation about if Michigan a blue blood or not? Was that like two years ago? With our guy, Jermichael? Yeah, I think it was 2019. Yeah, pretty wild, man. See, the odd thing about that is, though, somehow, even as bad as you play, you can never lose your blue blood status. You're still a blue blood somehow. Yeah. I don't, I don't understand that. Like... 
they just keep every year. It's a big game, usually against Ohio State. But eh, eh, eh. and then Ohio State, what well, they go and beat that Penn State, thirty-three twenty-four. So I mean, what are we thinking, boys? Ohio State, Wisconsin. If all holds, Big Ten Championship game? Dude, if all holds, it's going to be Michigan State, Wisconsin. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's Kansas State, Michigan State. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're they're at the top of the conference right now. Uh, well, solely because Ohio State has that one loss, so they're ahead of them right now in the division, even though they're both 5-0, and oh, so they haven't played yet, technically tied. Yeah. Um, when do they play each other? I'm looking it up right now. Uh, let's see here. They get them the second to last game. Oh, right oh. before Michigan. Yeah, That's then Michigan's that, at the end. Not going to lie, that could be a look-ahead game for Ohio State. Man, the Big there, Ten. I don't, I don't think you can look ahead, especially. No, if, you can't, but the. The in, Big Ten schedule gets pretty crazy down like, the stretch. In talking to both Michigan and Ohio State uh, managers while in school, they devote part of their weekly practice to install for each other. Really? Yeah. So they're not week in, week out, and now that could change. I, I don't know. But week in, week out, they do not concentrate solely on the opponent they're going to be playing. So sometimes when you see them blow out uh, an opponent, it's kind of impressive when you're like, well, like half your week you still were fu- you were put installing That's how good they are, I guess, yeah, right? Or yeah. Ohio State. But um, Man, the end of this Big Ten season going to be pretty wild. Yeah. A lot of scenarios coming out. All Wisconsin has to do is just, uh, L. Davis said it, win, baby. Just win, baby. Is this how the season's going to go? If the Badgers want to make it to a Big Ten title game, is it solely on Graham Mertz, or have we seen this so far this season, the defense be so good, and finally they've settled on two running backs, Ches Malusi and Braylon Allen, that this will be what leads them to a Big Ten title game and hopefully a win? Looking at the rest of the schedule, it's solely dependent on the defense and the running game. So just how we've always known Wisconsin football. Yeah. Like, the the next four teams, the quarterback should not be the determining factor in the game. God, and from and I know this is beating a dead horse, but from where we were last year against Illinois to where we are now yeah. is insane. Our guy G-Dub says, Mertz floats every ball. It's horrible to watch. The touchdown throw was almost thrown out of reach. <laughs> he didn't have to float it. No zip on his balls whatsoever. Well, at, remember at the beginning of the season, it was like, okay, well, one, he was turning it over all the time. Interception, fumbles. Mm-hmm. You you could also blame the line because he wasn't given much time. Yeah. But now that the line really, really, is, I think, started turning around in that Illinois game yeah, where sure. they shut out Illinois 24 nothing. They finally went out there and looked physically dominant. And won and, the war in the trenches. And that is not a bad front seven for Illinois. No, and no. that's and that's where it, it just seemed like that's where like the the light switch finally got mm-hmm. flipped on for the offensive line. Now remember when we were talking early in the season, it was like, oh well, what's the bigger issue? Was it the offensive line or was it the quarterback? And I know I think it was Ben Kenny went with the offensive line. I know I said Mertz because at that point in time. They had lost, obviously, the, the same three games they still have lost. But yeah, the offensive line, in the turnovers. offensive line in two out of those three games, in my opinion, was good enough for them to still win without Graham Mertz turning the football over like he yeah. did. Yeah, like that Notre Dame game, very winnable game. Yes, the Penn State game, very winnable game. Correct. He just had to take care of the football. He didn't. You're you're looking at the offensive line now, and they're playing their best football. He's still making some of the same mistakes, and the ones that are really hurting are staring down one receiver. Yeah, yeah, God, and he just floats that thing, doesn't he? he that ball just floats up there like a lame duck. Like there were a lot of times yeah. where Danny Davis 
was tightly covered and he was just staring down Danny Davis the entire time. Yeah. And I know I think uh I think it was Ben and Zach both put tweets about uh, how there were multiple plays where Kendrick Pryor was just like beside himself going, What Hello. do I have to do? I'm wide open. <laughs> Hello. Hey. hey. Hello. <laughs> yeah. Um at least he's got the connection with uh, with Ferguson, Barry Alvarez's grandson. Because outside of that, I don't. Sometimes I'm, I get a little confused. Oh, that defense though is so effing good. And Braylon Allen, when that guy rushes now for over 100 yards, Wisconsin wins. I can't. Again, beating a dead horse. I can't believe that guy is 17 years old. He is. In, he's. He's insane. Well, well, look at where we are now with this Wisconsin team. That's five and three controls its own destiny in the Big Ten West from where we were at the beginning of the year when they were losing these games. Right. The offensive line looks a lot better, mm-hmm. definitely more physical. You, I believe Braylon Allen was about the fifth string running back <laughs> in the first month of the season. Yep. Like, because he was behind Malusi. He was Burger. behind Berger. He was behind um, Shipper. Shipper. <laughs> He was like he was. I mean, he had to have been. Yeah, he was behind everybody. He was fourth, fifth string. Yeah, he's yeah. behind everybody. Now he's your starting running back, and finally, for the first time, I believe all season, had the majority of carries. He had twenty to Malusi's nineteen, and you have Graham Mertz, who's not turning the football over. He's he's not playing well statistically, mm-hmm. but he's not turning the football over. Right. Yep. And, and you got to play turnover free football. And it sounds like, or it seems like, the. Uh, Turnover tide is turning a little bit for the Badgers because Minus all of a sudden that. Minus they're, five. they're not turning the football over and they're starting to take the football but away. They forced eight in the last two games. Jimmy Leonard must be giving some impassionate speeches. For that Do it again. Do it again. It's Do your it time. Again. This is your time. It's now. Let's go, baby. Life is back on sports betters, and BetUS has your NBA, NHL, NBA, UFC, PGA, and yes, NFL betting lines up for their 27th year and live betting on all of it. Log in to BETUS.com or call 800-792-3887. That's 800-79-BETUS. BetUS for 125% bonuses with the promo code THEZONE125. You bet, you win, you get paid. BetUS.com. Aaron Rodgers back as uh, John Wick. That was his Halloween costume. That's why he grew the hair out. I've heard a lot of people, Rowdy, talking mad smack about Aaron Rodgers and the hairstyle, about how he needs to cut it. Now, he did say he was growing it out for a Halloween costume, and it was John Wick. He did a pretty damn good John Wick. Um, I don't. I, I like this version of Aaron Rodgers. I think Aaron Rodgers, this is the most open and honest and when I see his body language, how he's been playing, and the pressers, the most fun I feel like he's been having in quite some time with the Green Bay Packers. Uh, we got a tweet in from our guy Dominic a while ago. He says, what are your guys' thoughts on Rodgers at the end of the year? Do you think the Browns try to trade for Rodgers because Baker Mayfield sucks? <laughs> um, I don't know. Well, Let's start just real simple. With how the season has been unfolding, obviously there's still a lot left to happen. Injuries rearing their ugly head. El Bobby Tunyon done for the year. Kylan Hill done for the year now. Uh, Packers have been able to find a way. They have the longest winning streak right now in the NFL at seven. The Cowboys have won six straight. That's the second longest active winning streak. But with the Packers now seven and one, one of the best teams in the NFL, certainly the NFC. I think you can put the Rams maybe ahead of them for the best team. Packers maybe second. But when you look at how the season's been unfolding, and obviously you hope it ends in a Super Bowl win over, you know, insert AFC team here. Do you get more of the vibe that Aaron Rodgers is liking the the new 
Green Bay feeling, like we'll go get free agents, we'll go dip our toes and uh, try to get this team better instead of getting like Division Two players that Ted Thompson saw on a, a VHS tape? Like you get a feeling that Rodgers maybe might stay with the Packers, Rowdy? Well, I think all the signs are positive. Now, I think, and I said this once he didn't get traded on draft day, he would be the starting quarterback in 2021 for the Green Bay Packers. I still think he finishes out his contract. That contract's just one more year, though. So this year, next year? I, I'm i hoping that I'm wrong, and all of a sudden that they can, you know, come up with a, a new contract extension. Yeah. But I just, I don't know. I just have a, I don't know how to feel about it. Do you get the vibe, though, that Rodgers is, like, seemingly the happiest he has been in quite some time with the Packers? I mean, hell, he's saying it on the podium. Like, I'll, I'll, I'll take him at his word. And I agree. It looks like that, right? Yeah. And they're winning. Yeah, which, which helps a lot. He's playing really well. Winning is he's, a cure He's all. coming off of an MVP season. He's looking damn good again. Uh, the Packers, despite laying an egg week one against the Saints, right, have now uh, – it's not been the prettiest, obviously. Just look at the Cincinnati Bengals game and, you know, how many have missed field goals. I think the rumor is they're still missing field goals. It hasn't been the prettiest at times, but my God, the way that way won over the Arizona Cardinals, you could tell Rodgers, who said it after the, the game to Aaron Andrews, that he loves this team. And it's a team that's been constantly changing with all these injuries. So Packers right now, where do you put we put them as second best team in the NFC right now? Yeah, I think the only team that I would give the slight edge to would be the Rams. What about the just because well, I guess the Buccaneers? One of the lost. big things with the Rams is they're healthier. Like we, I mentioned how they lost Cam Akers for the season, but Henderson has stepped in and played really, really well. Yeah. You just mentioned two guys that went down with knee injuries. Now, granted, it's not like Kylan Hill is a big time no. key player, but a big Bob Tunyon, he, he was still their return guy, and. Tunyon was obviously he was a arguably their best receiving tight end. Yeah, I mean, and Rodgers had a little connection. We know Jair Alexander's still a question mark. We know Zadarius uh, Smith still hasn't played yet this well, year. Well, Zadarius tweeted out. I don't know if you guys saw this, but Zadarius Smith tweeted out a couple days ago. Let me just get to his Twitter account really quick here. Just landed back in Green Bay. This was on the 29th. So this was on um, this was on Friday. Just landed back. In Green Bay, excuse me, Wednesday. Just landed back in Green Bay. I can't wait to get back on the field with my bros. Flex emoji, flex emoji, flex emoji, go pack go. It sounds like Zadarius Smith is going to get back on the field and getting after it, which will be huge for that Packers defense because he what played what? I think it was eight snaps week one, nine snaps week and one. And they're expecting David Bakhtiari back this week, correct? Yep. That, yep. Was, that was all the reports from last week? Yep. Oh, here's another Zadarius tweet. Uh, someone had responded... He had said, you know, just landed back in Green Bay. Can't wait to get back in the field. Some person says, so how's the back? Zadarius Smith responded to this fan and said, and I quote, I feel like a new man. I'm going out on a limb here, Rowdy. Zadarius Smith's coming back in this field sooner than later. And we're going to be seeing him. Let's go. So if you can get Zadarius Smith back, obviously Preston Smith played on, on a short week after having some oblique issues and played pretty well. Then you still have Rashawn Gary in that uh, rotation of three outside linebackers. Mm-hmm. The defensive line has been playing a lot better since week one. And your inside linebacker position has been solid all year with Devondre Campbell. Yep. God, he's a monster, isn't he? 
the only guy that you'd be, you know, crossing your fingers to get back would because Kevin King, it looks like he'll be back. Yep, be he's going to be back. Is Jerry Alexander. And I don't, I don't know. Have you heard anything on him? I haven't really heard anything about him other than he was going for second and third opinions and they said they still haven't ruled him out for coming back this year. God, I feel like they're on like 12th opinion by now. Uh, it's been a while for second and third opinions. But other than that, it's like, okay, so Tunyon goes down for the year with a knee. Kylan Hill, like we said, third string running back, your kickoff guy. Yeah. Done for the year with a knee. But the offensive line after this upcoming week should be 100% healthy. Correct. You're getting your former captain of the defense in Zadarius Smith back. Everyone seems to be getting healthier coming back. And fingers crossed on Jair Alexander. Yeah, injuries, man, just keep creeping up and just If Jair Alexander was healthy and the entire team is healthy, I'd probably give the Packers over the edge, an edge on the – Rams, but Rams only have one real injury. Yeah. Well, there's this. Our guy Krebs says, has Matt Stafford ever beaten Aaron Rodgers when it matters? No. Has but Matt here's the Stafford thing. Matt really played very many games that actually matter in the sense of like playoffs? No. No. Has Matt Stafford ever had a team that didn't suck complete ass? Mm. No. He's got the L.A. Rams yeah, now, which now, are a now he's got Sean McVay as his head coach and offensive coordinator. I mean, he's got a, a stable of running backs here. They have a solid offensive line. I mean, he has Cooper Cup, Robert Woods God, to throw Cooper to. Cooper Cup is a monster. On defense, I mean, they do have Jalen Ramsey, who's a top three corner in the league. Well, whose roster would you – I mean, outside, Aaron of quarter, Donald. outside of quarterback, whose roster would you rather have, the Rams or the Packers? I think it's pretty easy, right, Rowdy? I don't know. That'd be a, that'd be a good one. The Rams have to go right through the Rams roster or the Packers roster. I mean, Devontae Adams is the best wide receiver in the game, but Cooper Cup is uh, going to be making history up here if he continues on pace. He's a baller. I know that is a good question. I'd probably lean Packers. I'd, really? You have the best receiver in the game. Yeah, Devontae's you have a, a freak. really. You have you'd have the best running back out of the two teams in Aaron Jones. Yeah. And then you got the best court. I mean, quarterback. You take Aaron Rodgers over Stafford. Stafford's a baller, though. I do like me some Stafford. And I would say, when healthy, Green Bay's o- offensive line's probably better. Uh, and then True Advisor says, "Who are you taking, Sean McVay or Lafleur?" I think he means Lafleur. Lafleur or McVay, Rowdy. It's a good one. Uh, I'd probably take McVay based on one the tiebreaker to me. He's, he's coached in a Super Bowl. Lafleur's lost in the NFC Championship twice. Matt LaFleur became the fastest coach. Uh, God, what the hell was the record? What is he, 30-something? He became the fastest to whatever it was in 40 games. Uh, but that's obviously aided by a guy named Aaron Rodgers, who is absolutely incredible. I have to find that stat because it's going to bug me now. As Matt LaFleur, let's see here, Rowdy. 33-7. and seven. That's Matt LaFleur's record. And just one loss to division opponents. Yeah, one to the Vikings. What was that last year? 33-7, and seven. that is the most wins by any coach, any coach, through his first 40 games in NFL history. Must be nice to have Aaron Rodgers, I'll tell you that much. So Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers now um, up there as a juggernaut in the NFC. Obviously beating the Rams, thir- or Rams, the, uh, excuse me, the Cardinals Thursday Night Football. Rams up there, and that's going to be a telling game for the Packers coming up here. On the 28th. So the next game is against the Chiefs. Did the Chiefs scare you at all? It is at Arrowhead. They do have Patrick Mahomes. Definitely rosters uh, 
not like it once was. Do the Chiefs, though, pose a threat to the Green Bay Packers as injuries continue to pile up for the green and gold? Well, the Chiefs are nerve-wracking because they do have Patrick Mahomes, which means, and everyone's starting to throw him in the trash. And right when you start to throw NFL teams like that in the trash, that's when they seem to like kind of find themselves. Yeah. Or they really do go into the trash. And I don't think Mahomes is going to go in the yeah. trash. How many times when Aaron Rodgers was healthy and you had one of the best quarterbacks in the league were the Green Bay Packers terrible? Hmm. Never. Never. Never happened. It, it got exposed when he broke his collarbones, how terrible they actually were. Yep. But everyone says Patrick Mahomes is like the second coming. He's yep. the best quarterback of all time. A lot of people say that, like, even though they forget that Aaron Rodgers did all the very things that Patrick <laughs> Mahomes has done, Correct. but like a decade earlier. Yep. If he's really that good, which I believe he is really good. I don't think he's ever, I don't think he's as good as Peak Rodgers has been yet in his career. But, but man, you know he's, he's a baller. Going, you know he's going to carry that team and get it back on track. Maybe they don't go, you know, thirteen and four or whatever. But uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they get it back on track. Go like eleven and six. Yeah. Also, the Chiefs, as the King on Twitch brings up a good point, are going to be in short rest. Uh, I know. Well, they play tonight against the Giants. Giants two and five. Chiefs three and four. So they play against the the Giants, but that's at Arrowhead. And then they play again the Packers at Arrowhead, so they're not traveling. Well, look at just look at the line. I believe it opened at uh, Kansas City as two and a half point favorites. Which oh, that's like a, that's a pick on them. Exactly. They're Vegas is saying that they're even teams on a neutral. Yeah, that's a pick on them. As we've seen the Packers now, it was with Matt Moore as quarterback, but we've seen the Packers go in there, take it over the Chiefs. Now the Packers. The one thing are that scares me about the Chiefs is the fact that they do have the Tyreek Hill and the. Travis Kelsey's of the world. Yeah, those I mean Devondre Devondre Campbell's been good in all facets of the game for the for the Green Bay Packers, but uh, if he's going to have to uh, cover Kelsey whatsoever, that'll be uh, telling. Or else, are they going to use someone in the nickel to play on? Like, you know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's going to be interesting to see how they go about covering a Travis Kelsey. Does Jerry Gray give up duties back to um, Joe Barry. uh, Joe Joe's Berries? Because, man, Jerry Gray looked pretty damn good as the D.C., did he not? Can, well, you, can you get Wally Pipped and a coach in that sense? <laughs> Never heard of that. <laughs> but, uh, like, another interesting thing. Can for, a coach get Wally Pipped? For the Kansas City offense is Tyreek Hill. You don't have Jair Alexander. No, obviously, a monster. Jair Alexander was able to go in and, and basically neutralize pretty much any receiver. Yeah. Now you're going to have to figure out how to uh, cover probably the fastest receiver in the game. Yeah, that guy's a beast. He is really good. But if Matt LaFleur can continue to scheme up and uh, call some of the plays and games like he has been with Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Jones, Devontae Adams, and and some of these stars that they still have on offense, if that Kansas City defense can't stop uh, the Green Bay offense, it's still going to be tough to win. Then look out. Yeah, well, let's see. you got Devontae coming back. Alan Lazard will be back. And I assume Joe Barry will be back. Do you think a coach can't get Wally Pipp Rowdy? No, I, you know, Joe Barry looked pretty good um, ever since that week one debacle. I mean, he's he's shown a lot of flashes. But Jerry Gray, I don't know. That Packers defense sands the uh, letting the Cardinals drive all the way down and almost win the game. But, hell, they came up big and they, they bent. They didn't break. Rasul Douglas with the uh, the heads-up play or maybe A.J. Green for lack of a wherewithal, knowing that you're not a blocking tight end or a wide receiver in this play. I don't know. Packers have some injuries, though. I want to uh, get comments from head coach Matt LaFleur 
about it. He was on the podium the other day uh, over the weekend. As injuries continue to pile up for the Green Bay Packers, yet they still find ways to win, still sit at 7-1. and one. And you know what? Looking pretty damn good doing it. This this Packers team just been nice. We have a question. Rowdy, think Rowdy. What would uh, what would Matt Lafleur's record be if he had Jared Goff as his quarterback? We talking. See, that's we that's, talking Rams Goff or Lions Goff? Oh, I mean, they're the same player. <laughs> what do you think it'd be? See, I'd be interested to see. It's it's the same thing with Mike McCarthy, right? Mike like, McCarthy Mike, just won last night with Cooper Rush. I know, but Mike McCarthy struggled with Green Bay and that roster that they had when he didn't have Brett Favre or Aaron Rodgers. You comparing, now that, are you comparing Goff to Favre and Rodgers? <laughs> All I'm saying is <laughs> he had two Hall of Fame quarterbacks and they won a Super Bowl. Man, we know that they should have made it to more than one too. But uh, when they had that terrible roster and they had um, Rodgers go down, that was some hard football to watch. Yeah. We all know that. Uh, all right, Rowdy. Matt LeFleur, the Packers head coach, talking about um, replacing how they can replace Bobby Tunyon. That's that's a big blow for the Packers. I mean, that that was uh, you know the best tight end they had when it comes to receiving. Now, Mercedes Lewis. By the way, did you see Mercedes Lewis's uh, Halloween costume? Aaron Rodgers was John Wick. Mercedes Lewis, and it was perfect. Bane. He was Bane, Rowdy. Tom Hardy's Bane. The dude, if anyone was going to play Bane, it would be Mercedes Lewis. That guy is just... How, Hello, can, how brother. can you forget the first Packer to to make Bane famous? Who, Bane Gary? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like he wasn't invited to that party. I, no, I, just saw, I just saw Rogers and Mercedes Lewis hanging out. I didn't see anyone else there, but I didn't really... I didn't really dig too deep in who was at that party. Rodgers looked good, though, man. He looked good as John Wick. Uh, but Bobby Tunyon, how they can replace him. Here's more from head coach Matt LaFleur. Yeah, Bobby's a tough one to replace. I mean, he's a guy that's, you know, so versatile in, in terms of both in the run game and in the pass game. And, um, you know, luckily we have some some good depth there. And so it's going to be kind of by committee, I think. And it'll be you know, there, there's going to be some things that we might have to adjust in terms of how we game plan. Um, just putting guys in different spots, and you know, you know, we might ha- have to shake up some of the personnel a little bit. But that's something that we'll certainly look at moving forward. Obviously, a big blow, but how big of a blow is it for the Packers? They got a lot of tight ends on that roster. Uh, I don't think you're going to be replacing like the production, like. You know, Big well, Bob Tunyon did. Is Daphne going to be the guy? Well, he's the one that he got activated because he was dinged up. Mm-hmm. He's activated, so he is back healthy. I I don't think any Packer fan would be too ecstatic to see if they went and got a guy like Jay Sternberger. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the king on Twitch said, what about Sternberger? <laughs> oh. I've seen all I needed to see with him. Yeah. I, I'm definitely all right with going and looking elsewhere if they need to sign uh, a tight end. Uh, so when it comes to injuries, obviously... Well, you, well, you still have... Think about it, because remember, they, they had Bobby Tunyon. Yeah. You have Mercedes Lewis. You had Josiah DeGuara, who's kind of like your H-back, but he's been playing, I would say, more tight end. Mm-hmm. And you had Dominic Daphne. Jay Sternberger was your fifth guy, and then obviously after the suspension, they ended up cutting him. He had stone hands. Stone hands. All right, so speaking of uh, injuries, the Packers have extra rest because they played, obviously, Thursday night football in Arizona. Oh, so but, By the way, Mercedes Lewis had a hell of a catch. That oh, yeah, that, that wasn't, wasn't a catch, but it was. a catch because he didn't get his... One-handed grab at the, uh, you know... 
Back of the end zone? Yeah. I think it was I sick. mean, that that wasn't – had he got that second foot in, that would have been a sick catch. Oh, my God. It would have been incredible. Uh, but injured players, right? They have more rest now as the Chiefs coming up on the docket. So LaFleur talks about how these extra days going to help uh, get some players back to lineup. Well, I think that gives us a great opportunity. Uh, and I know our guys are – you know, the guys that are injured are staying in town and uh, they'll be getting the treatment that they need. And I think everybody's – they're they're totally invested in the in the process and in trying to come back for this football team because we're going to need everybody. I mean, it's been a um, fought through a lot of adversity in terms of the injury bug uh, this year, unlike the previous two seasons, which you know provided that some of these guys we get them back, it, it does help develop some of our younger players and get them experience and we found different ways to win which is always good but certainly um you know we're looking forward to getting some of these guys back yeah that'll be huge for the Packers, especially we get uh, david bakhtiari back on that line you know jair or zadaria smith excuse me looking like he's going to return tweeting it out that he's back and be playing with his brothers his back he feels like a new man that's nice to hear uh, but now, Rowdy, so LaFleur was asked about this version of the Packers pulling off wins in the Niners against the Niners, the one against the Bengals, and then now going on the road shorthanded against the last undefeated team in the Arizona Cardinals and stealing a win, how they did. LaFleur was asked about uh, how they were able to do that this season. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, every every game's a little bit different. But I, I think it just speaks to the mentality of the guys in the locker room, the belief they, that they have in one another to go out there no matter what the circumstance is and find a way to do it. And it, it's not always pretty. Um, certainly last night there were some some moments that weren't very pretty. Um, but our guys, you know, they stayed together. They didn't flinch. And we made timely plays. I mean, it, yeah. for it to come down to that last play where Rasul makes a, a heck of a interception i mean i thought it was a pretty fitting way to to win the football game now when matt lafleur loses rowdy and you've said this a couple times when he loses he loses big right yeah the majority of his losses have been bad ones as in the packers just get blown out it just does nothing goes right and now in the two previous years when they played against a good team like go back against the niners or the buccaneers right they got absolutely throttled in those games. Now you get these juggernaut teams like the Arizona Cardinals, despite the Packers being totally banged up, they go in and they steal a victory. Like this version now has this version of the Packers looks more like what the 2019 version than the 2020 version. Yeah, but it's the 2019 version in the fact that they had the offense hasn't been firing on all cylinders like it did in 2020. They're finding ways to win games. They're going to finish with a really good record unless something unforeseeable happens. Mm -hmm. The only difference is this team's not healthy. 2019, 2020, they were relatively healthy the entire season. Yeah, This team is just starting to get back to being healthy. It's only going to get, fingers crossed, healthier for the rest of the season going on. And if they can get everyone back and in the mix, it goes from a 2019-type team that's just finding ways to win games to that 2020 type offense team that was really rolling. Yeah. The only thing that's different this year is how bad the red zone offense is. Yeah. That's the one big that's been thing. Tough. They've, they've been bad in the red zone. Really bad. Oh, very, very, very bad. Speaking of being done for the year, uh, we were talking about a little earlier, big Bob Tunyon. 
he's down. He tore his ACL. Kylan Hill, he's down with a knee injury. So the Packers dealing with more injury. But head coach Matt LaFleur was on the podium talking about getting players back. And speaking of backs, Zadarius Smith tweeted out that he's feeling like a new man after his back surgery, and he's going to be in town back on the field practicing with the boys. And Matt LaFleur was asked about it, Rowdy, on the podium. Uh, so uh, he was pressed, LaFleur, to reveal any other details on Zadarius Smith. Yeah, I, I, again, I, I'll give you guys a better update when I talk to Flea and, and see exactly where he's at. So not much from Matt LaFleur. And Flea is the guy, one of the trainers, who also found, um, what was it, Aaron Jones's father's late father's ashes out on Lambeau Field. So when it comes to guys getting more up here uh, from uh, from injury, what about uh, Kevin King? Was he close to being active against the Cardinals? Yeah, Kevin was was itching to get out there. I mean, he, he did everything in his power. Uh, I think that was one of the, the tough decisions going into the game because uh, I know he wanted to play. Uh, he went out there and practiced the day before, but we just felt like it was in a, in a his best interest in our the best interest of the team to allow him more time to to get to clo- as close as a hundred percent as possible which i know at this time of the year is, is uh, doesn't happen much but um as far as you know rotating all those corners i, I think that's going to be a, a week by week cases um in terms of who we're playing how we're going to play them uh, but we've got confidence in all those guys. Have you been surprised that Kevin King's been out for so long? Um, no, it's yeah. Kevin King who's He's never really available. only been able to stay healthy one year, and that was last year. And you, you, I remember last year you figuring this out. What what was Kevin King's availability in his career? It was like sixty percent. He he was like available for like sixty percent of the games that he was eligible to play in. Hey, sixty percent of the time, Rowdy, it works every time. So until I, Scotty Miller comes out against you, am I surprised Kevin King is out with an injury? No. Am I glad that it's not season ending? Yeah, because hopefully you get him back. Rasul Douglas has come in and played big time for the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, still a question mark on Jair Alexander, and on top of that. I mean, Eric Stokes has been playing pretty good football for the most part. Yeah, totally. So uh, back to Zadarius Smith. LaFleur was asked, you know, because Zadarius was tweeting it out, right? And he's feeling great. He's going to be coming back to Green Bay. Uh, LaFleur was asked about Z, you know, uh, tweeting out that he's returning to Green Bay and ready to be back on the field. Well, I, we're certainly hopeful, um, you know, as far as the updates on him in terms of uh, – when he will be available, I really don't have anything to, <laughs> he does not to want to comment say on, on that right now. I, it's we got to get him back in the building and and see where he's at. That'll be huge so for the Packers. Though. I really have no no information or no nothing to base this off of. But wouldn't you feel like with Zadarius Smith just coming back to Green Bay earlier last week and them having their bye week after in the next four games? Wouldn't you think that would be like the target for him to come back after bye week? Yeah. If everything goes well, you know, get him back, get him acclimated. So you're not just going to throw him right back into the fire. He hasn't even been in Green Bay. No. But he only played like, what, I think it was eight snaps week one against the Saints? Something like that? That was about it. Yeah, you got to get him acclimated again. Uh, remaining schedule before the break, what is Chiefs? Seahawks, which could be Russell Wilson's return. Vikings, Rams, and then it's bye. 
And then you come back and you host the Bears, go to Baltimore, host the Browns, host the Vikes, and then go out to Detroit. God, that schedule is so nice after the bye. That's what I'm saying. You get through that little stretch of five games where they already started out 1-0, and it's really a cushy finish to the end of the end of the season and in theory by after bye week you're going to be probably relatively healthy unless uh, people go down between now and then and on top of that they'll be coming back you'll be getting them back in the mix back to being playing at, at the NFL level and you're going to be playing against for the most part some cupcakes big get, time cupcakes get the, get the guys rolling right get them rolling like limb biscuit baby keep on rolling baby you know what time it is. Yeah, Rowdy, the Packers rolling. Without all, with all these injuries, Packers still rolling. That game against the Cardinals still feels – I'm still feeling it like the afterglow, the afterburn of that win. It feels nice. All right, Wisconsin Badgers. Ben Kenny, Benjamin, you uh, – before the Purdue game, you were saying that there was more of a chance Wisconsin loses to the Boilermakers than they do the Hawkeyes, if I remember correctly. I did say that. Wisconsin goes out, uh, controls and handles business in West Lafayette, and then homecoming on Saturday. It uh, Just right away, Wisconsin asserts their dominance, and off they go. This team feels like it changed in a different team. Uh, Rowdy, what was the question I'd pose you at 6 a.m.? Graham Mertz, does it all fall? Oh, I remember. Was what we saw against Iowa on Saturday, was that Graham Mertz's best game? Best game of the year? Yes. Best game ever? No, the uh, year. Because Rowdy, Rowdy says, and tell, tell, tell Benjamin what you said about Mertz and his games. I said Graham Mertz hasn't played a good game this year. Rowdy's not even going to give him an inch on anything. I will say his game against Iowa was his best one this season. Counted for three scores, turnover free football. And I would disagree. I think he played better against Michigan. He just never got a shot. That's what, that's what you and Rowdy, I, what Rowdy like, was saying. Kind two of, of his scores were quarter. I, I'm not going to take away anything from him. He did everything Wisconsin needed him to do to at least play complementary offense and, and take care of the football. He was he was definitely a bright spot. I don't think it was his best game though, because I against Michigan we saw him make the first big time throws since Illinois last season. In this game, I I, I mean that one 65 yard touchdown drive in the first quarter. That was a piece of the offense we haven't seen pretty much all season. But I, I give credit to Mertz. He's starting to look more comfortable Yeah, is the word I'm using. But I give more credit to the offensive line officially rounding into form and winning up front at is all that, levels. Is that why this team looks like a new team? 100%. Well, it was as soon as they really integrated Braylon Allen into the offense. God, he's a stud. Because I, I think he's undeniably the best back this team has now. As soon as he came in and they played some poor opponents, the offensive line finally gained continuity and they finally rounded into form. Now, at least, they are winning and run blocking a lot and they're giving Mertz time to start his development, I'll say that. Because against Penn State and Michigan and Notre Dame for a little bit, Mertz didn't really stand a chance. Every time he dropped back to pass, he was getting sacked. So I I think the offensive lines, I would say, return to normal dominance is the biggest thing that has this team winning. Now, what has that the line finally? Is it because they've gelled as a unit now? They finally are set and they've you know come to trust one another. Well, I, some guys are just playing better. We all, for the first couple of weeks, 
Joe Rudolph was subbing in guys. They were splitting time at every position, and that's not how you're going to win. Yeah. Part of it is they're not, they haven't played a Penn State or Michigan defensive line. Iowa's is good, but it's not the level of Michigan's. And, like, guys are just playing better. I think it's that simple. Like, it's the same guys we've seen out there all season. Some of them we've seen be great in the past, like Logan Bruss has really stepped it up. They're just playing a lot better as a group. Now, looking at this, and Rowdy, what was the other question we had posed earlier today? If Wisconsin continues to play like this, does it solely fall on Graham Merch playing turnover-free football, and that's how Wisconsin controls their own destiny to a Big Ten title game? Yeah, if the offensive line continues to play well and the defense continues to do what the defense has done, Graham Merch just can't turn the football over, and they probably win the rest of these games moving forward in the regular season. What do you think, young Ben Kenny? Is that how they get to Indy? I, I mean, all they have to do to get to Indy now is win at Minnesota. Because I'm not concerned with Rutgers or Nebraska. Uh, what or about Northwestern? Northwestern? They always play the weird, strange games. Strange things happen between those two teams. All they have to go is win at Minnesota. I, The keys fall differently on different sides of the field. The defense has to continue forcing turnovers like they are, which has been a revelation. I feel like as soon as they started gaining confidence against Purdue and they saw a couple balls go their way, now the floodgates have seemingly opened where even when Iowa makes a mistake and drops the ball in the one yard line, like those plays weren't happening through four weeks. So that's the biggest key. Yeah, Mertz can't turn it over. It's really just all about the line for me. Was Saturday a statement win for Wisconsin? Not really. Number nine in the country, Iowa comes to town? Yeah, they were favored. Yeah, three, what was it, three and a half? It, it was definitely a statement game in that this team is a lot different than the one we saw for the first two months-ish of the year. Are they like Aaron Rodgers' Halloween costume, John Wick? I'm thinking I'm back. I haven't seen John Wick. That's but fine. Yes. That's fine. Everything's fine. But yes, Wisconsin is back. <laughs> I, I it's like they're, they're in control of the division. <laughs> the team just looks... Even Rowdy's no. seen John Wick. Yeah, I've seen both. Or I've seen, I guess, two out of the three. Yeah, there's three of them. Um, I would say Wisconsin is back. You have a dog, don't you? I do. You're a dog guy. I'm a dog. I I like cats. Oh, so yeah, I got cats. Yeah. I like dogs too, but John yeah, I was like an animal guy. guy. I like both. You're an animal lover. Yeah. He's an animal Except lover. Except for when they play the... Oh, you no, know, you are an animal lover, even when they play the Eagles. Indeed. When Wisconsin loses to good teams, it's because, oh, they suck. This is awful. Then when they finally start winning, it's because the teams they play are nothing. This is something that I I realized catching on Ben yesterday, and it, it I literally just shook my head and was like, I can't believe this. Which team do you think is better, the 2021 Wisconsin Badgers or the 2019 Badgers? I can't believe you just asked that question. One team had a quarterback. Oh, no, he's which, gonna which, be team, Jack Cohen. which team do you think was better? 2019. Well, if Wisconsin can win out this season, in the regular season. We'll just say for fun, hypothetically, they win out, they go to the Big Ten Championship game, get beat in the Big Ten Championship game, and then win their little Outback Bowl type game. They'll finish with the same amount of wins as that team. Yeah, the context is wildly different. 100%. That, well, team, yeah. at the end of the year, well, yeah. that team was facing an all-time great Ohio State team, and they almost won. But at the end of the year, you look at the... You, all, know, all, te- you have the game in at halftime. When we go back years from now and we look at it, we're like, man, <laughs> both teams finished with 10 wins. Almost won. What a complete different story, though, of two seasons. I don't know. That 2019 team, to me, I would still argue is the best Wisconsin's had since they won the Big Ten. Unleash Cohen. What an interesting question. Rowdy and Ben Kenny just kind of jumped upon here. 
2019, the Badgers, you're thinking, uh, looking at an undefeated season, thinking about college football playoff ramifications. They go down to Champaign, Illinois, which should have been a uh, cakewalk. Instead, what happens? Disaster. They lose to Lovey Smith in Illinois. Jonathan Taylor fumbles a bunch. There was, some, was there some missed field goals as well? They, and then everything starts to unravel from that season, Rowdy. Then they got absolutely dominated in Ohio that next week. Yep. But they brought it back together. Remember that they came back one out, and that was where they had the Big Ten championship game. And we're starting to look around like the college football landscape and going, oh, if this team wins, Wisconsin beats Ohio State today, they might somehow find their way into that fourth slot of the college football playoff. Remember that? We were like, oh, I remember. They they might get up there if if a couple teams, because there there were some games where it's like, oh, that was a night game in Indy. And you're like, oh, well, this team just lost. Another team just lost. Yeah. Holy crap. Well, they ended up uh, losing that game, unfortunately, to Ohio <sighs> State. Then they lost another unfortunate game to Oregon, both of which they should have won those games. Yeah. And they finished 10-4. and 10-4. and four. They, This Wisconsin football team could finish 10-4 ten ten and and four. Four. if they take care of business against the teams they should and win their bowl game. And that's, I, that's already saying that they're probably going to lose the Big Ten championship. And game. that was the year, as the Kings suggest, that Minnesota became co-Big Ten West champions. They have the rings to prove it. I just can't believe that those two teams could finish with the same record, and those two, two seasons have felt polar opposite. And you went, we, did we all go 2019? Or did you go 2021, Badgers? Better oh, team? 2019. Yeah, 2019, hands down. Right, Benjamin? Yeah. 2019 had a quarterback. The best running back in college, statistically, the in three years, the best running back of all time. People also forget how don't, great you don't need Quintus to call in Cephas over that, Polly. Yes, Cephas a beast. Remember that first half against Ohio State. Remember that. Well, I think you could argue that Quintez Cephas, what he did in 2019, is one of the better wide receiver seasons in a Wisconsin Badger uniform. Like take away Lee Evans and he could be number two. What happened in that Big Ten title game? Chase was it Chase Rice just left to just go crazy? Uh, so Anthony Lottie. Anthony Lottie and the punts drops the punt. Oh, by the way, no offense to Lottie. this happened Saturday, Ben. You missed it. We have pinpointed Rowdy's most uh, not hated. What was it? No, what it was most it? hated Badger. Oh, most hated Badger. Strictly, Strictly on the field. On the field. Not it's Anthony Lottie. Rowdy's least favorite Badger of all time. Anthony Lottie. I, that was a big reason why they lost that game. And <laughs> Oregon. I have to remember how good that Ohio State team was. Insane. It was unstoppably good. That punt Anthony in Lottie. that Big Ten championship <laughs> game was legitly the momentum game changer. Yeah. That was the nail in the coffin. And in the Rose Bowl. Yeah. Oh, we, were, we were, let's see, Bob, hey, Bobby, on Twitch, he says, what about Jack Dunn, Rowdy? He just is what he is. I mean, Lottie lost... I'm saying he lost the game. We were sitting. What were we talking about when that came up? I think I said, "Oh yeah, and Rowdy's favorite." Oh yeah, because we were talking about special teams in the game coming against Iowa. I'm like, "Oh yeah, let's don't forget about Rowdy's favorite Badger of all time, Anthony Lottie." He goes, "What'd you say? That's my most hated Badger ever, on field strictly, not off the field." Poor guy. I wonder what he's doing now. So he's the, not punting. The 2021 version of this. Wisconsin Badgers could still finish 10 and 4 just like the 2019 Wisconsin Badgers. Isn't that wild? What is this team? I now? thought I was sitting there watching Red Zone yesterday and I literally had this thought come in my head. I go, "Oh my." I'm like, I couldn't even believe. It. I'm like, oh, 
that because I was like, yeah, that team lost like four games. They only won like ten, even though they were right on the doorstep to. Our our guy uh, G Dub says the real question is with Joel Stave, what would this team be? Undefeated is the all time winningest. Not as good as they would have been with Jack Cohn. I actually texted my buddy Asher this after the game on Saturday. Well, I Jack Cohn's on all time winningest like Joel Stave. By I the could way. make an argument that this team would be undefeated with Jack Cohn at quarterback. No, I th- yeah, you totally could. I think they are. Jack Cohn takes care of the ball for the most part more than Mertz. I th- they, you, they, you can't say if Jack Cohn was a quarterback this year. There's no way they have more than one loss. Jack Cohn, I can guarantee you this. He does not put the ball against Penn State into Ches Malusi's shoulder pad and cause a fumble. I guarantee you Jack Cohn puts it right in the breadbasket. Or Joel Stave. But then you have to consider if you take him off of Notre Dame, Drew Pine actually played better that game. That game might still have been a loss. Well, it it got so out of hand in that fourth quarter, wasn't it because of Mertz? Yeah, yes. you only needed one drive. You only needed one drive to go take the lead back after giving up that kick return, and then all of a sudden it was the pick six floodgates. That well, opened. you needed the special teams unit to not give up a kick return touchdown to win Notre Dame the game. So, Ben, you think Wisconsin uh, finishes the regular season undefeated coming up here? I think they are definitely going to win the next three games. They favored in every single game, I'd imagine? Yeah, I, they've been favored in every game this year, yeah. and, and that's going to continue somehow. They're going to win the next three games. I'm not concerned about that. Going into Minnesota, we'll see. Minnesota's looked like a damn good team since they lost to Bowling Green early in the season. So I, And the teams, like Wisconsin, they get better by the game right now. We're seeing everything start to click. So they could reach a level of, of greatness in the Big Ten West where you're confident in them beating Minnesota. Right now, I, I can't go that far. Rowdy? No, I think they win out. I yeah. think they win out the rest of the season. Then they'll go to the Big Ten Championship game, which Ben and I were just talking about. And I don't think they have a shot at winning if it's Ohio State or Michigan. But if they draw Michigan, Michigan State, State, it could be game on. Uh, our guy B-Rail says, uh, is the game in Minis- in Madison, not Minneapolis? No, it is in Minneapolis, my guy. It's uh, It feels like 2019. I, I, I'm starting to get that type of end-of-season game in Minneapolis to win the Big Ten. The loser makes championship rings to commemorate their <laughs> losing season. Cold, like, cold it's, Big Ten champs. It, it feels like West. 2019. Also, I feel like the reason why I know that they're going to win out and then most likely lose in the Big Ten championship game and win their like outback-type bowl is because they'll finish with 10 wins, and I'll sit here with that 9.5 ticket and say, why they should have won why? 10 in the regular season. Why, and God, just, why? Just be upset. Why have the sports gods frowned upon you, Rowdy? Uh, our guy Bob Bobby on Twitch says, I'm going to put it out there, Minnesota are frauds too. Ben, can you say frauds for me? Iowa is definitely frauds. Frauds. I don't, I don't know about fra- Minnesota yet. Frauds. I'm actually, I, I'll say this about Minnesota. I'm actually surprised that uh, Minnesota has played as well as they have kind of down the stretch, especially since Ibrahim went out with, what was that, an Achilles against was Ohio that week, State? Was that week that one? That was week one. I, yeah. I kind of figured, ooh, Tanner Morgan's really going to be li- relying heavily on him. Frauds. This team might be pretty bad. They actually, they went in, they lost to Bowling Green. I go, okay, this is going to be where they really just pack it in. They, they haven't played pretty good football. They haven't lost since then, and the defense is finally rounding into form. So we'll see. More will be revealed, as always. Ben, can you just say frauds for me one more time? 
The Iowa Hawkeyes and quarterback Spencer Petras are the biggest frauds in the Big Ten West. God, I just love that.